now from the kids zone it's bedtime adventures 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 hey why is there an echo in here echo in here echo in here because it's cool because it's cool because it's cool well good evening and welcome to tonight's episode tonight we will feature a tiger some crazy apple trees some doors and wheels and the city of Seattle. So it guarantees to be an exciting adventure tonight. So buckle up and prepare yourselves for one of the greatest stories of all time. And like with all stories, we must start from the start and we must begin from the beginning. So once upon a time, a long time ago, there were three young boys, Jace, Jet, and James. Now they were in the northwestern part of the United States visiting a city by the name of Seattle. Did you know that Seattle is called the Emerald City? Why, you ask? Well, because it's surrounded by beautiful trees, not only in the summertime, but also in the winter, due to the excessive amounts of evergreen trees that are green all year round. And Seattle, the name comes from Chief Seattle, who was a prominent Native American leader, and he played an important role in working to accommodate settlers in the area. And have you ever heard of Starbucks, the coffee place? Yes, well, the original Starbucks was located in Seattle. That's where it all began. So back to the story. So the boys were enjoying themselves in the Emerald City, and were heading to the Woodland Park Zoo, as each one of them were very fond of animals. They were very excited. However, their excitement soon turned to disappointment when they arrived. In the ticket booth hung a sign that read, Woodland Park Zoo temporarily closed. Thank you for coming. Please come back again soon. Oh no, exclaimed Jace. That is not good, said James. I was really looking forward to visiting their new husky enclosure. You see, I've been following Dallas Seavey, who was second place in the Iditarod race, and I really wanted to see some huskies up close. I am super bummed out, said Jet. I wanted to check out the black panther they have here. It's my favorite animal. It's so cool. Can I help you? Came a voice from behind them. They turned to see a short, fat zookeeper who had half a donut in his hand, looking at them with an expression of boredom. Um, yes, sir, said James. We're coming to visit today, but the sign says you're temporarily closed. Why is that? Yeah, said the corpulent zookeeper, who seemed more interested in licking the sugar glaze off of his fingers than explaining why the zoo was closed. Eco escaped last night. Who's Eco? A tiger. You see, the zoo hires a cleaning company that comes in at night, and one of their workers was trying to feed the tiger something he wasn't supposed to be doing. He had entered a restricted area and was trying to give the tiger some meat. When Eco escaped, this is the kind of thing that happens when people don't follow the rules. Oh, wow, said the boys in unison. I wonder where he is now, said Jace. The zookeeper pointed to a nearby forest across the street. That's where most of the animals run to whenever they get loose from the zoo, 
he said, cramming another donut into his mouth. The zoo is offering a handsome reward to whoever can return him. Jet's eyes got wide as saucers. Are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Uh-huh, said both James and Jace at the same time. And off the three boys ran toward the nearby woods. Wait, said the zookeeper with a mouthful of donuts. Don't go in there. But the boys didn't hear him. They were already closing in on the forest with only one thing on their minds, saving that tiger. As they entered the woods, they noticed that it immediately had gotten darker. The giant trees towered overhead, their canopy of leaves way above blocking most of the day's light. Slow down, Jet, said Jace. It's really hard to see up in here. I don't want to trip and fall. Let my eyes adjust a little, and then we can pick up the pace. Same, said James. Okay, said Jet, slowing down a little. They continued to the forest, not really running, but not really walking either. The sound of all the birds and the leaves and the canopy blowing in the light breeze really made the forest sound alive. And as they made their way deeper into the forest, the temperature dropped more and more, and it got darker and darker the thicker the trees got. Nevertheless, their eyes adjusted to the darkness, and the three boys began to pick up their pace. Look for sign, said Jet. You mean tiger tracks? Jace asked. Exactly, answered Jet. And tiger scat, too, said James. With that, they came to a woodland stream. The water was moving swiftly across the smooth stones and blue-green pools formed here and there. Look, shouted Jace, pointing to a spot on the other side of the stream. Tracks! And then they saw the giant footprints of what appeared to be a huge cat. That's gotta be Eco's tracks, said Jet. Let's go and try to catch up to him. And with that, the boys leapt into the cool stream water and waded quickly to the other side, following a small game trail up a hill and through the thick trees. On the other side of the hill, the forest thinned out a little, and some light was able to penetrate the thick cover of leaves above. I can actually see a little better now, said James. The trees are starting to thin out a little. Whoa, said Jace. That's got to be Eco. It sounds like he's just up ahead. That's him. I know, I know a tiger's roar anywhere, said Jet. What are we going to do when we find him? asked Jace genuinely concerned. Oh, don't worry, Jace, I got this handle. Just leave it to me, said Jet. As they continued, the forest gave way to a beautiful meadow containing several beautiful trees with different colored fruit hanging from their branches. Look, said James, apple trees. How cool is that? Yeah, that's awesome, James, but we need to focus on finding Eco. If we don't hurry, it's just going to get harder and harder. So with that, the three boys walked quickly towards the other side of the meadow. Let's just grab a few apples real quick, said Jace. I'm hungry, and it'll only take a second. Jace felt something smack the backside of his head. Jet felt it too. All of a sudden, the boys were being pelted with apples. You will not grab a few apples, said a deep creaky voice. And the boys noticed that it was the nearest and largest of the apple trees who said this. What? said James. What is this? The Wizard of Oz or something? No, it is not the Wizard of Oz, exclaimed the tree. 
Those were our grandparents who were in that story. They are long gone now. It is only us who remain. And the boys looked around and saw that there were trees throwing red apples, green apples, golden apples, and even some were throwing sugar apples. And they noticed that they could all throw at least five apples at a time. Coming through this meadow and taking our apples is forbidden, shouted the biggest of the trees. Sorry, said Jace. We're just trying to find our friend Eco, the tiger who has escaped his enclosure last night. I'm worried that if someone else finds him first, they may shoot him or harm him in some way. Silence! shouted the tree. The three boys looked at each other in wonder and surprise. I know exactly which way the tiger went, said the tree. Well, will you please tell us? asked James. Only if you can answer this question, replied the tree. Okay, we'll try, said Jace. In the entire world, are there more wheels or are there more doors? Oh my goodness, said Jed. How are we supposed to know that? Is that your answer? replied the tree. No, 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 said James. Give us a second. So the boys huddled up and discussed amongst themselves whether there are more doors or more wheels in the world. And after several, several minutes of debate, Jace turned to the tree and said, Okay, we have the answer. Okay, said the tree. Which is it? It's impossible to know, as no one can possibly count every door in the world or every wheel in the world. So the answer is, we don't know. The tree's eyes widened like giant hula hoops, and he burst into hearty laughter. <laughs> you are correct, said the tree. Woohoo! shouted the boys, giving each other high fives. So, can you tell us which way the tiger went? asked Jed. That way, said the tree, pointing to a game trail that was on the left side of the meadow. And because you have entertained me, take these. And several apples of different colors softly rolled toward the boys, who picked them up and put them in their pockets. Chase ran over to the big tree and gave it a tight hug and said, Thank you, apple tree. And with that, the apple tree smiled and let out a big sigh. <sighs> you are welcome, he said. Now go quickly so that you may catch your tiger and beware of the forest goblins. And then the apple tree closed his eyes as did the rest of his fellow apple trees and the meadow was once again silent. Let's go, said Jace, come on. So the three boys headed off towards the game trail with their pockets full of apples. As they approached the end of the meadow, the trail headed downward back into the forest. Onward they walked deeper and deeper into the trees. Darker and darker it became the further they went into the forest. The trees were giant with huge vines wrapping around them and dropping down to the ground in some spots. There are his tracks again, said James. Yes, I see them, replied Jet. As they continued, they heard a soft gurgling sound. And as the game trail veered slightly to the right, at the bottom of a ravine, they saw another stream. I bet that's the same stream we saw before, said Jet. And all of a sudden, from out of the undergrowth, came a brown-colored object rolling towards them at great speed. As it was almost upon them, boing, 
The round brown ball opened suddenly to reveal a short creature with messy hair, a long nose, and pointed ears, and huge eyes which darted back and forth, looking at all three boys with great curiosity. What? said Jace, but before he could finish his question, from out of the bushes and down the side of the ravine rolled a multitude of these brown ball-like objects all popping open before them, and soon they were surrounded by these odd-looking creatures. Then the creatures began to part, making way for a larger-looking one who came to the front. He had a large wooden staff in his hand, and he pointed to the boy, saying, Who dares tread in our forest? Humans are forbidden here. Capture them at once. Run, shouted James, and the boys tried to take off. But there wasn't really anywhere to go. They were surrounded by these creatures who grabbed at their legs, tripping them to the ground and capturing the three of them. Take them underground, shouted the one with the staff. And the goblins began carrying the three boys toward a massive ancient oak tree that had a hole at the bottom. Goblins began running into it, giggling and laughing before they disappeared into the darkness inside the tree. And as he was being carried toward the oak tree, Jet looked up at the top of the ravine and saw Eco, the tiger, looking down at them. He put his fingers in his lips just so and put out a sharp whistle. With that, Eco's head raised and his ears perked up. And like lightning, he pounced from his position on top of the ravine and leapt downward to where the boys were being carried into the hole of the massive oak tree. Roar! It roared, showing its huge fangs right in front of the goblins who were carrying the three boys. And in a state of shock, the forest goblins dropped the three boys and scattered, eventually skittering back into the hole at the bottom of the ancient oak. The tiger then made its way over to Jet, who was still lying on the forest floor, and licked him on the face with his big tiger tongue. Eco! exclaimed Jet, wiping the tiger drool off of his cheeks, laughing. Well, that was interesting, exclaimed Jace. I totally was not expecting that. Well, the apple tree did warn us, James said, smiling. Yes, he did, said Jet, scratching Eco between the ears. Eco then walked over to a nearby tree and standing on its back two legs, stretched out its long body with its front two paws high up on the trunk of the tree. He then stuck out his front claws and scratched at the bark, sharpening his claws and shooting pieces of bark everywhere. Well, it looks like Eco is happy out here in the forest, exclaimed Jace. Yeah, he most definitely is, remarked James. But I think we should try to get him back to the zoo for his own good. If not, someone will sure come here looking for him and do him harm. Not everyone loves tigers as much as we do. Some people would like to stuff him and take him home to, as a trophy. And he could do harm to someone else who doesn't really know how to act around tigers. That's a possibility too. Exactly, said Jet, who did a softer whistle calling Eco over to his side. Man, this tiger is absolutely massive, said James, petting Eco on his back. I know, said Jace. Way bigger than the lions I've seen in the zoo. He comes up all the way to my shoulders. Well, let's get him back, said Jet. Hop on, guys, and let's go. So the boys hopped on Eco's back, and off they went, Jet gently guiding the massive cat through the forest back towards the zoo. Later that afternoon, they arrived back at Woodland Park Zoo to the cheers of all the people there. The zookeepers and the staff were so excited to see Eco return safe and sound. 
The chief zookeeper approached the boys and thanked them all personally. Thank you so much for returning our eco. He is a wonderful ambassador for tigers worldwide. We were so worried when he escaped last night, and the fact that you are able to return him virtually unharmed is absolutely wonderful. As a token of our gratitude, I'd like to present the three of you boys with free lifetime access to our zoo. And please, accept this on my behalf. Beep, beep, beep. Everyone turned around to see a massive 18-wheeler backing up into the zoo driveway. What is that? asked Jace. Well, that's for you, young man, the zookeeper said with a smile. And you, and you, he added, looking at James and Jed. And as the 18-wheeler turned to make it into the driveway, they could read the side of the truck, which had a massive picture of a huge bag of Skittles on it. Is that a Skittles truck? asked Jace. Yes, it is, young man. All yours. The truck is completely filled with cases and cases and cases of all types of Skittles. Yours to keep. Jet, James, and Jace looked at each other and all started smiling and jumping with joy. And everyone lived happily ever after. then that was a fun story i hope you liked it as much as i did parents if you're enjoying our stories do us a favor and subscribe on apple Podcasts and leave us a review children do you have some cool story ideas well if so think of two or three things and write them down in the review section of the podcast along with your name so that we can include it in our next episode of Bedtime adventures, adventures, adventures.